0: 2022 has been a monumental year for WWE in several ways. One could argue it may have been the WWE's best year in many years. It certainly wasn't all perfect, as you will see, and there were negatives, there were plenty of positives. However, the general sentiment of WWE fans seems to be more positive heading into 2023. We'll talk about the big ups and the big downs. This is the best and worst WWE in 2022. The number five best part of WWE in 2022 the power change at the top. The biggest news in all of wrestling this year was Vince McMahon stepping down from WWE. The Walt Disney of pro wrestling was no longer running the Disney of pro wrestling. At first, he stepped down temporarily as the CEO of WWE putting in place stephanie mcmahon in an interim position while he continued his duties as the head of creative not long after the allegations of hush money payments escalated mcmahon confirmed the shocking news even though it may have been expected it was still shocking on july 22nd that he was retiring from wwe altogether while stephanie mcmahon and former wwe president nick khan stepped into co-ceo roles in the company Triple H would take over as the head of creative. Since the summer of 2022, WWE has a new lease on life, a fresh take with huge improvements seen by many fans to programming on Raw and SmackDown. And for the first time in many years, fans are just generally excited about where the company is going. And these same fans are attributing all of this positive energy to Triple H being the head of creative bringing back beloved superstars like Bray Wyatt and many, many more, and possibly just giving us a more focused presentation on TV.
1: Number 5 worst Sasha Banks and Naomi leave WWE. On the May 16th episode of Raw, Sasha Banks and Naomi walked out of a meeting with Vince McMahon due to them allegedly being unhappy with the WWE's plans for them and the women's tag team championships. As we've seen in cases before, such as with Stone Cold Steve Austin in 2002, walking out is considered an unforgivable act for Vince McMahon and Banks and Naomi. Were stripped of their titles there was widespread speculation about Sasha Banks being released by WWE but once Vince McMahon left there were reportedly improved talks that would see her return it still hasn't panned out and current rumors indicate that Sasha Banks is fully done with WWE and is set to make her debut with New Japan Pro Wrestling in 2023 it's a huge loss as Banks was considered among the best female wrestlers in the world The number four
0: best part of WWE this year, Stone Cold Steve Austin. It would have been unimaginable to believe that Stone Cold Steve Austin would ever step into the ring for a real match. Since his retirement at WrestleMania 19, a big send-off, by the way, with The Rock, he has been pretty much okay with the idea of not having a legit pro wrestling match again. Though he would be physical many, many times since, severe neck issues are what drove him to retirement. At WrestleMania 38 this year, he actually had a match. I know, it's just crazy to say again. Him and Kevin Owens hosting his idol, Stone Cold Steve Austin on the KO show, were up in the air about whether or not they were actually going to have a fight, but we got one, and it led to the Texas Rattlesnake returning for the first time in 19 years to hear that bell ring and see him drop some stone cold stunners. Not only did Steve Austin do well, but he stood toe to toe with KO for 14 minutes and defeated him in one of the highlights of the year.
1: Number four worst, Ronda Rousey's disappointing return run. Ronda Rousey's 2018 and 2019 run will go down in history as one of the most important runs of any woman in WWE history. If it weren't for that run, it's unlikely that we would have ever seen a women's main event at WrestleMania 35. Ronda Rousey returned at the 2022 Women's Royal Rumble and won the match beginning what many have described as a disappointing run. The peak of it was her defeating Charlotte Flair in an excellent I quit match to win the Smackdown women's title, which she lost to Liv Morgan before regaining it later. Unfortunately, Rousey's run in 2022 has been disappointing, and she doesn't appear to have the same drive that she did in 2018 and 19. The
0: number three best part of WWE, Cody Rhodes' return. In retrospect, a magical series of matches and moments that Cody Rhodes created in this calendar year lasted only a few months, and were really just between him and Seth Rollins. But that return at WrestleMania, that reaction, that was special. It was a seismic shift in what was going on between WWE and their arch rival AEW, Cody Rhodes was a part of the group that got AEW going, but now he was leaving it and going back to WWE. This has caused ripple effects across the entire war over TV-ready talent between WWE and AEW that we haven't even fully realized just yet. It still reaffirmed the status of AEW in the wrestling world. Cody Rhodes proved he could beat a bigger star there, and WWE noticed it bringing him back for a massive moment that no one's going to forget. This entire run has positioned the American Nightmare as possibly the biggest babyface in WWE going into 2023. Fans are still talking about Rhodes being one of the only legitimate stars that could dethrone Roman Reigns. And Cody Rhodes has said himself, he's back for one thing, the WWE Championship title.
1: Number three worst, some underwhelming returns. Triple H wasted no time in bringing back superstars who he felt never should have been released in the first place. It started with Dakota Kai at SummerSlam in 2022, but it escalated as an increasing number of stars began marking returns to Raw and SmackDown. However, not all of them have fared well. Kyrian Cross, for example, was positioned as being a threat to Roman Reigns but hasn't enthralled WWE fans. Hit Row now has less momentum than they did in 2021, and the early handling of Tegan Knox hasn't been promising. Perhaps it's too early to judge, but for now, some of the big returns have yet to deliver. The number
0: two best of WWE, the rise of Rhea Ripley. Although Bianca Belair has been the EST of WWE in 2022, yeah, the most impressive has been Rhea Ripley. She went from doing less compelling performances in a tag team with Nikki ASH in 2021 to
1: being a huge
0: deal in 2022, even though she was injured for a good chunk of this calendar year. Not only did she join the Judgment Day but she became an enforcer for the group at Ringside comprising big stars like Finn Bálor and Damian Priest leading many to compare her to the late Great China who served in a similar role for D Generation X but perhaps the ceiling is even greater for Rhea Ripley than it was for China although she hasn't found championship success this calendar year she is best being set up for a future 2023 With feuds against Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, and Beth Phoenix already being teased in the year to come, it's safe to say that WWE has
1: big plans for the Nightmare from Australia. And no, I'm not going to call her mommy. Calm down. Number two worst: Bailey's return and the handling of Damage Control. In perhaps one of the weakest points of Triple H's takeover as the head of WWE Creative, Bailey and Damage Control have floundered, and this is despite the fact of the two of the members, Io Sky and Dakota Kai, are the reigning women's tag team champions. Bailey's return hasn't been handled well, and while she was never going to dethrone Bianca Belair, she didn't come out of the feud looking better. She only looks worse hopefully 2023 will be a much better year for bailey and the two highly talented tag team champions io sky and dakota kai and the number one
0: best part of wwe in 2022
1: sammy Zayn breathing
0: new life into the bloodline at the very successful clash at the castle 2022 in the uk Diehard wrestling followers were questioning why WWE decided not to pull the trigger on the Scottish warrior Drew McIntyre to dethrone Roman Reigns as one of the longest reigning WWE champions of the modern era the consensus seemed to be that the Bloodline faction built around him, and that entire story had grown just a little bit stale after two years. All of these same critics were either silent or changing their tone when Sami Zayn introduced a whole new element of fun to the Bloodline, becoming an honorary Us in a moment that was watched by millions on television and millions more on the internet. His role has been so pivotal that he single-handedly turned what was becoming a less-than-edgy storyline into the hottest angle in all of professional wrestling. It'll be interesting to see where it goes. Does Sami Zayn stay with the bloodline? Does he turn? What's going to happen? And how does this all play into what happens with Roman Reigns and The Usos? It doesn't just make one character interesting it makes them all interesting at the same time. Sami Zayn may have spent his WrestleMania performing in a very fun mid-card comedy match with jackass Johnny Knoxville, but now he's at the top of the
1: card with Roman Reigns. Number one worst, world title unification leaving Raw without a WWE Champion. One of the good parts of the brand split is that it not only allows more superstars to shine but it also gives two superstars at any point in time the opportunity to become world champion. It seemed like a short-sighted decision to make the main event of WrestleMania 38 a world title unification match just so that the WWE could hype the 6th match between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar as the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. The issue is that it left Raw without a world champion for over half a year now. There is still confusion over how WWE plans to separate the titles again as it would involve Roman Reigns having to lose before WrestleMania 39, something that fans just don't see happening. That's going to do it for our list today, everybody. Be sure to hit that like button. Subscribe to Sports Sportskeeter Wrestling to stay up to date with all the top wrestling news around the world. Until next time, everybody. Peace.